The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. Well, hello, Minding My Black Business family. It's me. So this is a solo episode, and it's been some time since I've done an episode by myself. I'm a little nervous. Can I do it? Can I manage it? I think so. I think so. So I wanted to take some time out to just sort of reflect um, a little bit about our uh, most recent, our only, our first community event, Parlay for the People. So let me do a little context and provide a little help um, around how this Parlay for the People connects with Minding My Black Business. You know, Minding My Black Business is the space where Black entrepreneurs can check in on their um, emotional and mental well-being, as well as check in with each other. And up until last week, that was happening primarily in a digital space. So we have our Facebook group. So if you don't know about it, please check us out, Minding My Black Business. Um, through other uh, Twitter account, the Twitter account as well as the Instagram account, both you can find through Minding My Black Business. And so it was always a dream of mine to have this be more than just digital um, and to have some spaces where Black entrepreneurs can come together and be and either work with me in terms of consultations meet up with each other but the idea that um you know minded my black business creates an event that was strongly encouraged and supported by a friend um because in my mind doing something this summer seemed way premature and what i mean by that is you know, minding my black business, the I will be one years old in a few months, and so the idea of throwing an event and without even having a year under our belt seemed a little early. Um, like it didn't even cross my mind as an option. But through some <laughs> some encouraging, I'm using quotation marks because it was more than encouraging. It was. It was really a challenge to, you know, this is something that can happen. This is something that will be beneficial for everybody. So that's kind of how the idea was born. Like, yes, I wanted this to happen in real time, in real space, but I thought I needed to wait um, until more time had passed or more word had gotten out or something. It just... It just never occurred to me that this would be the right time until I got some feedback and encouraging from a friend to like, let's make this happen sooner rather than later. And so it just so happened that the dates worked out that the event was on uh, June 21st, which happened to be the first day of summer, summer solstice. And so I thought that was just very telling um, because it made sense to have this event um, sort of after hours because we're trying to get 
uh, entrepreneurs to take care of themselves, but not on the weekend to not distract from family time or other obligations. And so, you know, kind of like a networking happy hour time ish was the vibe we were looking for. So, so there it is. So then it became, <laughs> there were so many moving parts to all of this and I'm going to do my best to not bore you with everything, but also just sort of weave together what I'm sitting with right now. So I'll let you know that um, I'm recording this episode on Saturday, which is, you know, two days after the event has passed. And the introvert in me needed a whole day to recover. Okay. So, <laughs> so Friday I spent taking care of me, fully indulged in self-care, hanging out with people um, that I wanted to spend time with, um, doing my own self-care activities, um, just to replenish my social battery. Um, but now it's Saturday and I'm, I'm, you know, the fog is starting to clear. Um, and this entire time I've just been like deciphering what's been happening and being so very, um, overwhelmed by all the things that have happened. So now we have the idea and talking with folks and then it became, Okay, so now we need to put some things in place. We sort of have a date. Um, you know, as I went along this process, there were some things that just sort of happened, like things just kind of linked up. So um, I tried to do as good a job as possible, particularly maybe on Instagram. I probably am more active there on that account than I am on any other social media platform, although I, you know, get everybody attention. Um but at least on Instagram, I try very hard to um, follow um, every black business that I can find that's in the area. Um, and so if you happen to be a black entrepreneur, you own a, a there's a black owned business in the 757, let me know um, so that I can continue to connect and expand this community. Um, but it happened to be, I was kind of scrolling through my timeline one day and J&K Grill, which is a restaurant here who has some of the best food, because uh, I had gone there just to just to eat <laughs> previously. But I saw uh, a posting where they had just acquired um, a new event space. And they were talking about how they are now opening this space up for events. And if you're looking to have an event in the near future, um, they have the space for you. So I was like, huh, let's check that out. And so um, at this point, I, I had started to acquire a small team. So shout out to, to Kia and to Jay and to Andrew. You know, I think, um, how do I sort of say this in a way that is succinct? <laughs> because I really could just do a whole episode on what it means to have people in your corner and believe in your vision and challenge you at the same time because sometimes I was tripping uh, and and just do it and um, help execute something that turns out to be really, really cool. Um, So this group of phenomenal people, um, you know, I I would talk to them sometimes individually, sometimes collectively. There were emails being sent out, all sorts of things. 
Um, but I was able to do the thing that is such a, a growing, a, a, a growth edge for me, which is delegate. <laughs> um, I do have a little bit of control issues. So I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge that. But what I'm going to say is that they also did a really good job of saying, let me, I can handle that. Um, you know, let me take that off the, off your plate, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I had, had someone contact the restaurant to get an idea about, um, you know, the event space and all that kind of thing. And, uh, J and K, uh, the Dooley's who, who owned the restaurant, um, were so warm and so excited about the event and what it, what it was standing for that they just sort of went over and beyond and what they offered and what they provided for us, um, and so I'm I'm so grateful for that. So, so we had the date, we had the venue. Um, there were a lot of like check-in meetings, so there was <laughs> some formal stuff that was happening. There were like a lot of emails that were going back and forth um, with the team. Um, there was also the emotional preparation uh, when it comes to me, and so the idea that. You know, putting, I, so this isn't my first time putting an event together. This is my first time doing it for, for, uh, my business. So, uh, a year ago we had an open house, um, with some of the folks that I, with two of the other people, two of my friends that we share office suite. So we did an open house in that way, but that was, you know, the three of us sort of pulling this together, but this is the first time I've done something just me for the business. And so, um, so that felt differently and, and, and there becomes those thoughts of, you know, you pull these things together. What if I'm missing something? What if I'm missing a crucial detail? But what if I pull this all together or what if it comes together rather? Cause it's not just me. What if it comes together and nobody shows up? Then what do I do? So it was a lot of like, it's going to be fine, Janae. This is going to be great, Janae. Things are working. This, you know, a, a lot of that trying to help me navigate that. So that's something for me to like reflect on uh, as an entrepreneur because there are other things that I'm going to add to what Minding My Black Business will offer. Um, and so being able to talk through this and share with you all sort of the process is going to be really helpful to me because I suspect some of these things might come up again as I do new ventures. Um. But then here's the other part is, so the introvert in me also likes to do a one and done, you know? <laughs> so what I mean by that is once I've done an activity and like push it out into the atmosphere, you know, whether that's posting, um, highlighting something or posting something or creating a video, in my mind, I've, I've created the, the, the thing and I've sent it and posted it out and I'm done with it. Well, no, that, that that's not how that works in an event. <laughs> You have to constantly promote. Um, you have to constantly promote and promote in a whole bunch of other places and promote in different ways. And so for me, that part was um, like, oh, yeah, I need to keep nurturing that piece, making sure those things continue to happen so that it gets in front of as many eyes as possible. So that's kind of like the the prep. And then, well, the other part I didn't talk about was sponsorship. So there was one weekend, probably about two months ago when, um, oh, and shout out to Erica, Erica McAfee, who is a fellow podcaster in the area. 
I had uh, met with her in the spring and was sort of talking about this event, and she gave me such good feedback. Um, so her podcast is Sisters in Loss um, about, because she does some really phenomenal events and what it means to like acquire sponsorship. And um, even like gave me tips on what to write um, a script. And I mean, so, um, so yeah, so I, I use some of that and just like combed through the internet of like finding as many black owned businesses that I could find that made sense to what we were doing. So when it comes to like self-care things, um, emotional being, physical health, mental health, um, building businesses, entrepreneurship stuff. So I create like a list of, oh, it had to be about like 30, 35 places, some local, some, some, um, across the, the states and just started emailing people, um, corresponding, um, letting them know what was happening, why we were happening, why we were doing this thing, and to see if we could get sponsorships. And um, the result of that is I got a lot of feedback from the entrepreneurial, uh, the, the Black-owned businesses here in where I am, in 757. So a large chunk of the the sponsors are people who are right in my community and people who um, who had either been on the podcast or I had been wanting to get them on the podcast. Um, or even if they couldn't do it, they would refer somebody. Have you checked out that person? Um, and then counseling space, Leslie Garcia through counseling space, who also works with, um, female entrepreneurs and attending to their emotional and mental health. Um, but she is in New York she even became a sponsor. So I admire her work so much because we do a lot of things that are sort of similar and wanting to attend to, to entrepreneurs that she believed in us and became a sponsor. And so there were moments when people were saying yes that I was like, you sure? <laughs> um, and so that that just was phenomenal. Um, so I, I got the sponsors lined up. Um, at one point there were four and then um, almost like two weeks before, a week before, I, we were able to to get some more um, sponsors. So we wound up with seven sponsors. Um, and so that felt unreal. And um, but that's that's what happened. Um, so, yeah, I'm just sort of saying as I'm saying this now, I'm sort of sitting in a reflection of what that means to have such a large um, response from the community that you interact with to be like, yeah. Well, we got you. So that's all before the event even happens. So then we get to like, you know, the week of the event. And now it's time to like make some things happen and, and pull things together. We had some giveaway bags and um, putting those things and, and picking up the, the items from the sponsors and um, all that running around. And um, <laughs> there was even an incident where um, I had a day set aside to just go run errands and um, pick things up. And actually I had two days set aside, but on this one particular day, um, I went to the store, I had created a list. Now those who know me know I do not do lists. Um, and so for me to have this, this list on my phone, um, I don't do lists because they stress me out. <laughs> not because I think I'm, I'm, you know, I can handle it. But seeing all the things that need to get accomplished on paper or written down, that stresses me out. So sometimes I like to, well, most times I like to freestyle it. 
it, you know, it gets me, it gets me by. So I didn't leave that to chance. I had this list drawn out. I go to the store. I'm putting things in my cart and I, you know, feeling good. And, um, and <laughs> even got to the front and, uh, you know, putting things on the conveyor belt. Um, one of my favorite candies is hot tamales. They had it at the front. They don't usually do that. And so I was like, come on, hot tamales. So I put that in the thing. So I'm feeling extra, you know, like confident, like I'm doing a good thing and things are lining up and had no wallet. Wallet was not to be found. Uh, so I had, <laughs> I had done all this. I had spent probably about an hour in the store because I was trying to figure out where different things were in the store. So, you know, put all the items back in my cart and then got out of line because I was suspect I was about to start getting rung up uh, at that point and um <laughs> I got out of the line I abandoned my cart I probably should have put things back I didn't do it I was frustrated and embarrassed um so I had to go home all the way back home to go get my wallet and then I had to go to work at that point it was time to go see clients so I couldn't do much else um so so my point was, <laughs> there were a few missteps, uh, mainly my era, um, and that was one. Uh, but, you know, it was fine. Um, ultimately, nothing, there are no tragedies in this whole thing. Nothing um, out of the ordinary or um, sad or, like, the, when I tell you this was so... The the issues that came up were out of my own worry and anxiety about being able to provide a quality product, a quality experience uh, for people that I respect um, and people that I want to get to know better, as well as I want I want them to know these other folks. Um, so that was so the planning for the event was happening at the same time I was out meeting people. So. Um, I started to meet some of the podcasters and whether that was us exchanging emails or going to meet for lunch or grabbing a coffee or, um, so I was doing this too, because for me, I felt like I could get more, um, buy-in if I'm talking to other folks face-to-face about what this, what minding my black business means to me and, what I wanted to mean to the community and how this space is so crucial for us. I feel like I can do that better face to face. Um, you know, I can also send a, a, a proper email if I do say my, so myself, but I think there's something to being able to hear me talk about it. Um, so that was also happening at the same time I was preparing for the event. So for me, it felt like there was a little more on the line because I knew I had an idea of the energy that was about to come in the room from the people who were, who, who I, you know, spoke with and, um, or emailed or instant message or direct message, all those things. So it felt like that was happening too. And I also had these team of folks, um, this team of wonderful people who were, you know, who would cheer me on taking care of business as well. I also didn't want to disappoint them by this being a lackluster event. So for me, it felt like there was a lot of things happening um, at the same time. So now we get to the event. And I know I'm saying this in a way that makes sense to me, but I'm not even sure. (laughs) I have some notes that I'm going by my notes uh, to share with you all sort of what this process was like. But let me get to 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 the meat of the matter. 
the actual event, which was Thursday, June 21st. And um, initially, I thought I was going to work half a day. Y'all, I was going to try to go see clients, um, run errands, and then go to the event. In my mind, that made sense. And then, <laughs> um, and then um, after talking to one of the folks on the team and realizing that that probably was not the best idea, I want I chose not working. Which um, so that's one of the things, right? So an entrepreneur, if you don't, if you're not working, then you're not bringing in income. That's uh, to me, that's something that is a real concern, right, for entrepreneurs. That and that speaks to maybe why they don't do we, why we don't do as much networking or community building because it feels like for every hour or every moment that I do that, then I lose out on a dollar. And so, um, and for me, it was not necessarily as much about the dollar, but more like I completely underestimated. Um, what I would need to attend to earlier um, in the day. But it occurred to me, I was able to, you know, block out the schedule because it's important to not only come prepared to the event, but also make sure that I'm there in a way that I'm able to, um, you know, bring my full introverted self (laughs) into the room, in the space where I can be social and feeling calm and relaxed and um, and so those things too. So that was also important to sort of pace my day out. So by the time we hit six o'clock, I wasn't, you know, um, drained. So, so the event, um, happened, you know, have the car, my car filled with stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, had a friend's car filled with stuff too. So we're, you know, we arrived to the location probably about an hour and a half before, Um, the event, getting things, uh, you know, set up. And I think we were still setting up the last pieces, um, up until maybe right access o'clock. And so part of it was because I couldn't make a decision. So those cupcakes that you see in these pictures, (laughs) I couldn't decide if they should stay in the containers or put them on the plates. And so I was, you know, I, I think that was just all nervous energy. So I, um, I, oh, also a shout out to San who uh, who helped because we had some merchandise there too. So she helped like navigate that table and um, help sell, sell merchandise and have people to sign in. Um, and so in thinking about the event, I my thought was if I can at least get 15 people there, 15 people seems ideal. It seems like that's an intimate enough space or, or that that's an intimate number that people can get a chance to meet everyone um, and that you can have maybe more extended conversations beyond hi my name is and this is what I do um, and uh, and fully enjoy the food that's you know chow down on the food that's about to be there um, and so that was my thought 10 to 15 if I could just get 10 to 15 people there then I think I think we're doing good. So, um, so it, the event starts, uh, and again, I'm still fooling with cupcakes, and <laughs> um, you know, I start to see people come in, and one of the first spaces I see is a fellow podcaster, um, Rakea, who is Black Girls Talk Sports, um, and one of the co-hosts of Black Girls Talk Sports, and um, that was. 
it was great to see her. And it was like, she's here sort of thing. Like someone who uh, is a is a new friend and a new dear friend. Uh, it, it felt good to to see her there and to be like, okay, the people who um, who I've connected with are are coming and she's here and it's supporting me. So here's the other piece. This is what happens too, right? So uh, Rakea and I, I'm just telling all our business, <laughs> have hugged out a couple of times, had some really dope lunches. Um, and there were other people too that were coming that I've connected with and maybe I hadn't um, done a lot of face-to-face with all of them. But we have had some digital exchanges. And so for me, I see people coming in the room that I feel like I know because we've had back and forths on Instagram or Twitter, whatever. And so, so I see them, I'm just like yelling their name, like, hey, Sharada Danielle from Slice and Tour Podcast, and hey, Kim. And so it just, it was really cool. I, I don't know how they felt, but I felt like I was seeing people that I just hadn't seen in a while, as opposed to complete strangers. And um, it just was such, it just was such a cool feeling. I can't really explain it. And so, um you know, hugs were given. Everybody was so nice. Um, and so, so nice and so excited and, and just so gracious. Um, so, um, so probably about the first 30 minutes or so, um, we had a, we had a cool little number. There were probably about eight or nine of us there up until like 6.30, 6.45. And so, it was around that time that I just kind of talked to the group about what the event was and that, you know, the Mind of My Black business community is about connection. And so this is the start of that in this area. And I should also say that this event, the way that I, um, the way that we promoted it, um, the event is exclusive to Black podcasters, Black entrepreneurs, and Black therapists. Um, and for me, you know, some of that was selfish because those are the three, three of my many identities, but those are three ways in which I identify. And, um, for me, those things are kind of fluid. They kind of wind in and out of each other. And I thought it'd be really cool to have those three different groups of people in the same room, um, and having a conversation about how they can support each other. Um, and thinking about maybe what the, a cool opportunity would be for a black entrepreneurs to be on another podcast or um, a podcaster to maybe to enter into therapy or a business person enter into therapy because that's something they wanted to try out. And so I just felt like it made sense to have those, you know, identify those group of people specifically um, to for this event. So people are coming in and, you know, I'm talking about the the purpose and talking about how. Black entrepreneurs are dealing with a lot um, on their on their plate. In addition to providing goods and services, they also have to take care of themselves. Um, and so, just sort of saying my you know my speech, uh, you know the it, not necessarily elevate elevated pitch, but because it, it really was how I felt about the idea around around what was happening, um, and then sort of encourage people to enjoy the music. We had a slamming playlist. Um, and that I didn't do. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Jay, for that. So, um, 
And then we have some good food sponsored by J&K Grill. Well, well, provided by J&K Grill. And then we have some really uh, great cupcakes from um, Rachel Bakes. So just encouraging people to connect with each other and, um, you know, and eat in, in the meantime. So then something happened between 6.30, maybe 6.40 to about like 6.50. Um, I looked up and the attendance had tripled. We went from like eight people to thir- We had about 31 folks there in attendance. And there was a point when I just stopped for a second and just looked at the room. I was looking at people sitting with each other and not necessarily sitting with the people they came with. So people were making a conscious effort to meet people they hadn't met before. Um... And eating and laughing and talking as if we were all like sitting around at a cookout, a family reunion. And I was just so in awe of what was happening Um, and feeling so grateful is not the right word. It's not the right word because there's a word bigger than that that is escaping me right now. And even as I'm talking about this right now, I'm sort of I'm back in that moment of just watching people truly enjoy themselves and laugh and just be comfortable and not have to worry about how what speech to use and and um, what reference to make or um, that you have to explain yourself in a certain just to be comfortable. Um Whew. Uh, so, but I say that because there was there was an idea I had in my head that I would need to do to get people to to do this thing, to get people to talk to each other. That I was going to have people sort of introduce themselves and provide their elevator pitch um, to make that happen. I we didn't do it. We didn't do we didn't do that because there was no need to because they were already doing it. And um, people came to this event, it feels like, ready to open up their their community, ready to open up their, um, you know, their social space um, to connect with other, with other folks. And it was so very obvious um, by being there. And so that was happening. Um, there's just so many observations. So, um, so while that was also happening, I got to, so I'm sorry, I'm all over the place because it's like five things I'm trying to tell you at the same time. I will say that there were a substantial amount, this is going to sound really strange. There was a notable, noticeable, notable, that's probably a better word, (laughs) a notable about men, um, at the event. And the reason why I'm I'm calling attention to that is because I've been to a fair share of um, networking events as well as like um, volunteer opportunities in the community. And it always feels like they are overwhelmingly attended by women. 
Um, I think women, uh, as a woman, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for all women. Um, I, as much as I am an introvert, I also like to be connected um, and know and um, be involved, have my hands in things. And so I think for me, sometimes I don't, I expect when I go into these places to just be amongst other women. Um, and so to have it be attended by men and women there, um, in, in good proportions, um, was phenomenal. It, it just was phenomenal. Um, yeah, that was a really cool, that was a really cool observation. So there were, I mean, it really felt like y'all, I wish everybody could be there. It really felt like there were no strangers. People were just so nice and gracious and warm and just hugging folks and dapping people. And it's good to see you. Oh, it's nice to meet you. And what do you do? And can you recommend? And um, there just was, it just was so much wonderful energy going on. Um, the podcasters came through and talked all about their wonderful things. So um, Rakea was there from um, Black Girls Talk Sports. We had Sherrod and Danielle from Slice and Sports. Ebony Love was there from I Choose Ebb. So we also had Jay. Jay was there from Just Say Words, who also emceed the event. Um, and also as the creative director of Pod Dealers Network, he talked about that too in terms of some of his vision for podcasters and creative creatives um, in the in the area. Uh, I hope I'm not missing any other pods, but um, so yeah, they they were all there, and I thought, oh, um, talking with authors. Um, Curtis was there, the, the so he's the podcast host of that um, podcast, and so. Yeah, so that was really cool to have the podcasters there as well. Um, in addition to the business owners, we had um, an optometrist there. We had a veterinarian. We had photographers. Um, the therapists were on deck, that's for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of the other bit. We had realtors. Um, I actually have a stack of business cards that I could go through and just talk about. But I'm going to post them so that you'll get a chance to see who all was there and give them their shout out um, as well. So here are my reflections. I'm going to make this long thing less long. Here are my reflections. This event exceeded my expectation. And thinking about what Parlay for the People would do, I thought we would have 15, maybe 20. 20 felt ambitious, but 15 to 20 people who were coming from each of these communities. So I was unsure about the, you know, the ratio, you know, entrepreneurs to therapists to um, to podcasters. But, you know, having some, you know, ratio of that, being able to eat a good meal and or good food and, and, and enjoy some music. And at the end, maybe some people would have exchanged some cards. Um, that was, that's what I thought was going to happen. What did happen was I got to watch people connect in a way. I got to watch us. I got to watch our community 
our black community come together and hug each other and embrace each other and support each other and inform each other in a way that I don't see that often and not because it doesn't happen, but just because I don't happen to be in those spaces as much. Oftentimes I'm on the other side when people are dealing with the lack of the connection, um, when they're struggling with the worry and anxiety or the sadness or dealing with the financial worries of running a business. And so being able to talk about, well, it might be helpful for you to find community and then to witness it and be a part of it in real time. This is it. This is it. This is what minding my black business is. That's it. That's it. What we saw or what I experienced is what exactly is the epitome of what this is all about. And so I think <laughs> that you know, I have a little more energy now. And so now I'm even looking ahead and thinking about when, what could the next event be? You know, it might be some time away, you know. Um, but I definitely think this this calls for us doing, so, doing something of this nature again. Um, and maybe a different type of thing. Uh, maybe a networking event or maybe another type of event. Um, but I am just so, uh, so grateful for the response. Um, of everybody that showed up. And there were even people who weren't able to make it, but they were able to say, I surely hope you have a great event. I won't be able to make it. or I'm not feeling well or whatever. But just to know that we were on their minds um, meant a lot to me for sure. Um, I definitely have to give kudos to the team. Um, to Kia, to Jay, to Andrew, uh, to San who helped at the event. You all were phenomenal. Um, and so these are four people who were essentially strangers to each other. Um, and specifically, um, Andrew J. and Stan at the event. Um, Kia helped all with the prep. Um, and um, they were strangers. And I introduced them to each other at the, at the, at the event. And, uh, you couldn't tell, you couldn't tell, um, they did such a great job of not only taking care of their individual pieces of the event, but they took care of me. Like they were checking in and, you know, like letting me know what time it was and do you want to do this? And, you know, sometimes my answer would be, I don't know. What do you think? Um, they took care of each other. Um, I tried to do my best to attend to everybody to make sure, you know, everybody had their needs met. Um, so when I, when I say that there, I felt like there's this thing running through the whole event from the, from the idea conception all the way to the end of it, that there was something happening with probably for the people that was beyond my capacity. And so what I mean by that, it was beyond my imagination. It was beyond anything that I could set up myself. Um, and I think for me, that is like a sign that this is a space that is so necessary, that is going to grow, that is going to get stronger, and that has started to plant some roots here in Hampton Roads. And 
I am so proud. I'm so proud of that. And I appreciate you all listening um, as I somewhat rambled. But I actually did have some talking points here. If You may not have been able to tell. But I just wanted to um, come on here and share what happened in our first community event. It was it was a complete success, an absolute success. And um, everybody there, we, we, they're great. They're great human beings. They're doing great services. Um, again, I'm going to post probably on Instagram maybe some of their cards so you can see who they all were. Um, so I suggest that you, you know, check them out, follow them. Um, and... This will just be the first, the first event. There'll be others to come. Um, And so I'm going to stop talking and stop rambling. Um, But I just wanted to make sure that I came back to the larger Minding My Black Business family so that you were aware of what happened or what has happened in our event. Um, But yeah, we were out there, y'all. We were out there minding our black business. Okay. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.